0: Now, on the T, it's Maddie and the Caddy. Here's Matt Barry and Michael Collins. It is your weekly dysfunction from the T-Box alongside the Caddy.
1: Michael Collins.
0: I am the Maddie, Matt Barry. We appreciate you downloading and listening to Maddie and the Caddy. As always, subscribe, download, listen, and rate. Hit us up on social media at Maddie and Caddy. M-A-T-T-Y, the word and C-A-D-D-I-E. That is both Instagram and Twitter. Uh, we promised to get more active on Twitter. We've got some good stuff going on social media with Instagram, so hit us up on there. Uh, we appreciate all the support. Uh, this week, we come to you as legitimate uh, golf fans because I feel like the Ryder Cup. Brings that out in all of us because you're rooting for a team in golf, not a person. True. And, and, and Caddy, there's so many things I want to get to with how the Ryder Cup ended in just absolute beat-down fashion. Uh, but I'll give you the floor. You were there at Le Golf Nacional. Still uh, here. Your opening statement. We are taping this on Sunday just after the Ryder Cup concluded. Give me an opening statement on the Ryder Cup from your perspective.
1: The United States team got exactly what they deserved. Exactly what they deserved. All I keep thinking to myself is after this task force was put together, after the meltdown at Medina, we're going to fix this. We're going to get these things right. Then we have a big old party in Teen, Everybody comes together. Everybody remembers the time that we won when Paul Azinger used the pod system, and that's what we are going to do, and we're going to change things up, and now we're going to have a system that's going to work, and we're going to win this thing, and no more. We – Tired of losing to Europe. Yeah, okay. Well, Europe's now won 12 of the last 17, and we can't win when we come over, overseas. You know why? Because we have the greatest individual golfers in the world. That's it. The greatest individual golfers in the world. You know what they got? A team. They got guys that are not afraid to check their egos at the locker room door and play for one another we have guys that don't know how to do that.
0: Hey, look, and you're right because here I'm going to say this. First, we put stroke play on a premium here in the United States. During coming up in the in the in the youth golf and the amateur golf, we don't really put much premium on match play and team play. It's always, hey, stroke play, every man for himself, climb the mountain as quick as you can. If we can all agree and admit that that's the way that it is, then we lose a little bit of room to complain about our lack of Ryder Cup success, especially over in Europe. But what what drives me absolutely nuts more than anything is that with as talented as these guys are, the only two guys or the only two teams that I legitimately thought, Michael, that I legitimately thought embraced the team aspect of this was Jordan and Justin because they're best buds and they couldn't wait to play with each other, and Dustin and Brooks go for the same reason. Otherwise, I legitimately don't believe these guys really cared about who they were playing with and how it was
1: going to go. Maybe, say, for Tony Finau. That's part of the problem, Matt. That's part of the problem. Part of the problem is that when I say check your ego at the door, Justin and Jordan were like, we're playing together. Don't, you can do whatever you want with everybody else. That's not a team. And here's where Jim Furyk, you know, this is where being a captain is more than being a friend to these guys. Mm-hmm. And I remember Davis Love III telling me some of the hard conversations that he had to have with guys who he didn't put on the team. And he goes, and there were guys who didn't talk to him for over a year because they were upset that they weren't on the team. And he kept thinking to himself, like, it's not personal. It's, this is nothing personal, but I got to do what's best for the... And that took me to Herb Brooks. And one of the sayings that Herb Brooks was saying back in the day, Herb Brooks, if you don't know people listening. Team USA Hockey. Team USA 1980, man, the the miracle, the miracle on ice. And so he didn't look for the guys who were the best hockey players. He looked for the guys that were the best teammates. So, yes, Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth were fantastic because they wanted to play together. But was that going to be the best thing for the team? No. No. The best thing for the team would have been Jordan to go – Justin, man, I can't wait to play with you sometime. But right now, it's me and Patrick Reed. I just – Patrick needs me. Yeah, yeah, right. That's what it is. Tiger doesn't need Patrick. You know who Tiger needed? Tiger needed Phil, and Phil needed Tiger. Bryson didn't need Phil. That was a horrible thing to do to Bryson. It was horrible. The two guys who had to play – how they put – Phil Mickelson out in foursomes. And then the excuse that Jim Furyk gave. Like, I love Jim Furyk to death. I consider him a friend. He is somebody who we come from the exact same hometown. He went to to a high school that was in the same district of the high school that I went to. But I got to tell the truth. If he was the manager of a baseball team, he'd have been fired Saturday afternoon. Yeah. He wouldn't have made it to Saturday afternoon. He wouldn't have been managing the afternoon matches. He would have been let go by upper management. That's and right. that's the whole thing with this task force It's a joke and a sham. Because if you put a team like that together to fix this problem that we have as the U.S. coming together as a team, and after we win one at home in Hazeltine... Then you're like, yeah, you know what, we got this. Let's go yes, back to thanks. how we were doing it before. We'll go back to doing it our way, and we'll have these guys decide for themselves. Like, here's, here's, here's how did where it's so
0: obvious it doesn't work. I, I'm sitting here today, and I am as convinced as ever that not only did Europe just take it to us in golf, they would win in a street fight, and they would out-drink us and <laughs> out-party us.
1: They would just do No, I don't know, man. Justin Johnson and Brooks Kepka, bro. i put them up against anybody. I would in their put team.
0: Brooks Kepka maybe, but these guys have fight. And they know
1: what it's like to put the greater good ahead of themselves. And that's, that's what it's all about for them. I mean, think about how terrible Sergio was playing. And awful. think about think about Paul Casey. Like Paul Casey, when he earned his first point for the European squad in thirteen years, he cried. He cried like he he had to really He had to take deep breaths to try and compose himself, and that was just on Saturday because it meant that much to him being back on this team, being back in this locker room with these other people that for him to play with Terrell Hatton, it was (sighs) – You know and it's funny people are going to be like how can you say that about the American team we got but that's part of the problem like yo we got Tiger Woods. Yes, Tiger is the oh, greatest we'll individual in golfer that in the, It's the same with Phil. Phil's a great individual golfer. As a teammate, he sucks. Phil like, shouldn't that's have been be on the honest team. That's, and that's just being I love Phil to death too, but when he's not playing the reason the reason Phil and Keegan were awesome is because he wanted to play with Keegan. Like, he looked forward to something like that, like, yeah, this is going to be awesome. Bryson had no clue what he was in for and what Phil was going to be doing. Like, it's two guys that were just kind of not playing great, and it's like, okay, we're going to pick each other up. And then one keeps waiting for the other. And when it never happens, both of them are looking confused, and one of them's a rookie going, is this how it goes down? Yeah, and and look – Let's start with Tiger
0: because I want to dive into him. I want to dive into Phil. I want to dive into an, a number of things uh, with how this went down. First, I want to go to Tiger. When I heard Tiger speak for the first time over there in Paris, he had morning voice in middle of the afternoon, which said to me he was exhausted from everything that he had been through at Eastlake in the tour championship and rightfully so. But for me, and I'm not speaking for Tiger. I don't talk to Tiger. I could just tell by watching, and I could tell by listening, what happened with him last week at the Tour Championship meant more to him than this week did for him.
1: Did, did you hear Tiger it, talk simple. on Saturday after after their match? No, I missed that one. He something's not right. Unless he got Novocaine, if he got another bad tooth, and he got a shot of Novocaine or something, just look, something is not. Right there, he looked know. like a zombie, and he he was speaking really slow and s- kind of slurred.
0: Yeah, he like, you could just tell from the from the get go. I'm like, we are not going to be able to count on Tiger, and you ended up not being able to count on Tiger. And, and when, it, I from, look, yeah. when I look, when I look at at some of these guys, because here's what here's what we love in sport. We love underdogs, overachievers. Fiery competitors, and when I look at the United States, and when I look at our roster as a whole, look—you were never going to not put Tiger on this team. But I think he and Phil now Ryder Cup teams that they've been on are one seven and one, or one and seven, some stupid number like that. Tiger went zero and four. Tiger was zero four after what he did last week. He was zero and four. But these guys, I would have been better off. I know hindsight's always twenty twenty. There's there's tape of us saying, "No, put Phil on there, put Tiger on there, put Finau on there." But at some point, I think we have to get over the star power and get into the guys that really want to be there. And in this case, that would have been a Keegan Bradley.
1: Well, the, well no, no. For me, it was Kevin Kisner. See, and, and Kisner's that's, another one. One of the European reporters said something that, and and one of the guys who caddied in the Ryder Cup uh, for for Europe, not too long ago, was actually one of the part of the heroics at Medina. This caddy told me the problem that as the United States that we have, is that we have guys that are are pretty good at four ball, but we don't have four foursomes teams. Mm -mm. We don't have four guys. We don't have four teams, four twosomes, to play alternate shot. Now, one of the things about alternate shot foursomes is that for people who have ever played golf in Europe, especially the U.K., you understand in the afternoons – and on weekends that's all they play. So in a if you are a member of a golf club mm-hmm. and you want to play on a Saturday, well you and whoever you're te- teamed up with, you're playing alternate shot. Really? Yes. And that's what I mean. It is one of the, it's a very different way to play golf. It mm-hmm. is not it is not uh Comfortable.
0: All right, let me ask you this then. Let's stay there because, yeah, the alternate shot of the first day in the sweep was absolutely embarrassing.
1: Oh, my but gosh. That's the first time it ever happened ever. Oh ever.
0: I know. Oh, I know. After they went 3-1 in the morning, you're thinking, hey, you go out 3-1, then you meet at worst go 2-2 in the afternoon session. You're up 5-2 going into, uh, or no, 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 3-1-4, you go 2-2. Yeah, you're up uh, 5-3. Going and the Europeans Saturday.
1: set it up there. The Europeans made it four ball first and four sums in the afternoon because they were afraid of the U.S. going 3-1 in four ball. So They let me, were afraid of that.
0: Let me ask you this then. Let me ask you this with the alternate shot. I would think, this is what I would think, and I don't know because I've not been out there on, on tour or been around these guys. An alternate shot, I would believe that if it's a country that's used to playing it that way, That guy that hits tee shot on the layout of the hole would converse with team partner and say, where do you like it for your second shot?
1: Not only that, what the guy driving the golf ball does is say, because you could do that this year, the guy who hits the drive says, give me your golf ball. Yeah. Because the shot that matters is the iron shot into the green.
0: Right, and I don't see our guys doing that. that. Yes. I don't see our guys doing it. Not only that, I think that our guys are so stubborn in their way of playing their style of golf that they go to the tee hitting the shot that they want, not the shot that's necessarily better for their guy coming up next.
1: Well, on this golf course, it's not even about that. Like When Phil Mickelson was with Bryson DeChambeau, they're playing a par five. That took driver out of Phil's hand so he takes an iron out to be safe and hits the iron in the water. <laughs> here's your safe here's your safe play off the tee. Bloop. Thanks. Thanks for coming out. That's great. That's great. And this is part of the problem when people say How are you gonna take a guy like Phil and Tiger off the team with all their experience? Experience at what? Losing? Yeah, not at this. What what do I need that why do I need experience at losing? What how does that help me? Hey, we're going to put these guys on the team so you can see what not to do. Check it out. You know? And that was part of the problem with Tiger when he said, I'll be ready to play 36. That's where, as Jim Furick and, and same with Phil Mickelson. Uh, you, hey, put me out in foursomes with Bryson. Mm, nah, you ain't hitting it good enough to play foursomes right now. And I'm not doing that to Bryson. But that's where. So if
0: I'm hearing you, if I'm hearing you correctly, Furyk wasn't coach and captain enough, he was still player.
1: It's not that he wasn't coaching and captain enough, it's that, you know, there are some managers of baseball teams that they l- let a lot of the choices up to the players. Yeah, they're
0: players, manager, players. They're
1: player, yeah, that's right. They're player managers and they're player coaches. And that's fine. That's fine to have that sometimes. The problem is you can't have that in golf because of the egos. Yep. That's the problem, is in golf, the egos are too big and now, if you're in a position to think, if I say something to this guy and upset him just a little bit, then he's not going to talk to me anymore. Let like, me- he's not going to be my friend. And that's part of the difference between Europe and the United States as a team is that Europe is like, okay, look, do what's best for the team. And that was the other thing that Caddy told me when the hardest part of in a Ryder Cup is consoling your player when they're sat. Yep. Because that's hard for a player, even though they know that it's in the best interest for the team, that they sit down. Like, that's an ego punch right there I, when the coach... Because it's it's like them saying, we don't want you. We don't trust you. Yeah, we can't we use you. Right. And that's not necessarily the case. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's not. But as, as a caddy, then, that's when you earn your money. Which, ironic, they're not getting paid this week. But that's where you earn your gumption as a caddy to go, when we come out and get our shot, we're going to tear this place apart. Me and you. You know what? Me, you, and whoever's with us, let's do this.
0: And that's what it is because when I was watching, you know, it's funny. I don't think anyone in the United States looking at our roster, who I, I firmly believe is still the more talented roster, you know what we don't have? We don't have an Ian Poulter. We don't have a Francesco Molinari. We don't have one of these guys that we look at. We tried to. Yes, make, we do. We tried to make Patrick Reed Captain America, and Justin, he is. And Justin Thomas, I believe, is getting be that just guy gonna going say, forward. And we if, got those two guys. We got Justin Thomas and Patrick we Reed. We think but, we have those two guys. But we don't know because Justin Thomas is a rookie, and he had a good rookie campaign at the Ryder Cup, and I can't wait to see what he does in his career going forward. And Patrick Reed did it a couple years ago with his duel uh, with Rory McIlroy, and we've seen him do it, and we've seen him win it. But year in and year out, they've got two, three, four, five of those dudes, and we have 1.5, maybe two.
1: I I understand what you're saying. I think Justin Thomas and Patrick Reed are those guys. And I think the quiet one of the crew, who also got thrown under the bus originally, uh, was Tony Fina. I agree. Now, he's not the rah-rah dude. No, he didn't like, look good early. No, nah, he did not look good early. But And he's not the dude that's going to be, like, pumping up the crowd and getting all crazy and doing all kind. Like, he's not that guy. But he's, like... What would be the best way to describe him? He would be, if Justin Thomas is Herm Edwards, then Tony Finau would be Tony Dungy.
0: Oh, well done, sir! I didn't know how you were going to pull that one off, but you—how
1: about you, that? You did it. Okay, so and that's that's a a good young core of three dudes. That I believe that we can count on for Ryder Cups to come.
0: And let me let me add this because I think that's a great a great point. And I would even throw I think Jordan Spieth has some of that in him as well. But what I noticed watching because you and I watch a lot of golf for fun and for our job and for a living, and we watch a ton of golf. You know what I noticed? Big picture, if you look at the rosters of twelve on each side, I would guess. I would guess, and I, I didn't why I didn't see all twelve all the time. But I would bet nine of the 12 Europeans, their personality and their body language and everything about them changed this week relative to the player that I see on tour. Molinari showed more emotion over the last three days than I've ever oh. seen him show. Rory more McElroy. emotion than when he
1: won the Open Championship. Right.
0: Rory McElroy. A lot of these guys that you don't see act like this on tour completely change who they are. You know how many I counted for the Americans? Justin Thomas. Patrick Reed, and maybe that, and and maybe, maybe Jordan Spieth in spots, and that's it. That's it. Jordan Spieth. I'm not going to let his pummeling on Sunday get in the way of what I thought was an okay Ryder Cup, but boy did he he didn't even show up.
1: I don't. I. This is why Jordan Spieth. This is why Patrick Reed and Jordan Spieth needed each other. I would have been fine with Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas playing foursomes together. But Patrick Patrick and Jordan needed to be paired together in four ball. And and so did Tiger and Phil. Like that was the that was the opportunity that the United States needed. And that was also there were so many things that were missed there. And if Tiger and Phil are put out in the first group on Friday, of that four ball. Think about what that does for the Tiger Phil match. The Thanksgiving weekend. Think about the message that that sends to Team Europe. That's where I'm at with that, and I didn't even. But also the more, and more importantly, think about the message that it sends to the two of them. Now, if you're going to go out there and you're going to grind your butt off, guess what? If I know Tiger doesn't have, if if he's on fumes. If he's on fumes and I need to get one amazing round out of him, just one before I can just, I could sit him for the rest of Friday and all of Saturday. But if I need one mega round out of him, you know who I'm putting him with? I'm putting him with Phil Mickelson. You know why? Phil will bring out the best in Tiger. And I agree. Because Tiger, Tiger is going to do ex- the same reason why Jordan, And and Patrick are so great together. The reason that they're great together is not because they're friends. Because they're not. They don't hang out. They're not buddies like Jordan and Justin or Jordan and Ricky. Like, they're not great friends. But the reason that they play so fantastic together is because Patrick not going to get outdone by the Golden
0: no, Child. No, anything you can do, I can do better. It's a Correct. competition within a competition. Yes, that's exactly right. And Tiger, and like, I didn't even think about that. You put this
1: dude on a pedestal, and let me show you I'm better than this guy. And Jordan is like, you are not coming in here and outshining me. I'm the Golden Child, man. What do you think you're doing? And the two of them push each other to greatness together. And then in the at the end, they celebrate together. Yes, they might go their separate ways, but the two of them understand that team concept. They understand it. They're the only two that are like that, and Tiger and Phil would have been the exact same. Instead, both of them was hot garbage. Yeah,
0: and they would. Look, you don't pair them an alternate shot because that's not going to work because their egos are too big for that, but I'm with you. If you get them in a match play where it's four ball and it's low score wins, well, guess what? Don't think for a second at the end of the match they're not saying I had more low scores than you did. Well, I that shot a the... better score. And that, and that makes all the sense in the world. You almost, if you're Jim Furick, you almost have to look at how you construct your roster and your pairings based on not playing to these guys' strengths in their game, but playing to their strengths and their personalities and trying to figure out, okay, if I know Tiger and Phil are going to go at each other for four and a half hours, let's put them together and see what, what happens. You got a little roar in the background. What happened there?
1: Yeah, that was uh, Alex Noren making a thirty-footer on the last to basically. Oh, they're still playing. Well, they, that was the nail in the coffin, and now it was just that was a joke. I mean, he just he made a bomb to win to beat Bryson Deschambeau and win one up, which then gave Europe the full seventeen and a half to ten and a half. That's a seven-point beatdown.
0: And it like in football parlance, that's that's basically forty-nine to fourteen.
1: More like fifty six ten. Yeah. That right. You know that putt at the end was the touchdown. The third stringer scored because they knew their mom was going to read about it in the paper tomorrow, and just wanted to see their name in the paper, or at least online nowadays too. So it, it was just.
0: Let's do some bullet points. Give me. Let's do a couple. I of do. I gotta points. say this too. This yeah. was
1: the other. The other. Because I still have another issue with what. The whole Tiger Phil thing did to the dynamic was. Patrick Reed, as Captain America, he wanted to play with Tiger so bad, he wanted it too bad. So he gets to play with Tiger because Jordan jumps out of that group and goes to Justin Thomas. And how does that help? Well, Patrick and Tiger, now it's Patrick trying to show off for Tiger when he already wasn't playing all that great coming in. Oh, wow. And now you're not playing great and you start pressing. Yeah, how's that going to look? You know, and now Tiger coming off that exhaustion – He's thinking to himself, okay. Well, I don't have to carry this thing now because I'm playing with Patrick. He got it, you know, and he's exhausted. Yeah, Patrick
0: Reed is not motivating Tiger Woods. The only guy that's motivating Tiger Woods is Phil Mickelson. Yep, that that's a fantastic point. All right, let's do it.
1: And then Phil with the Phil, you put Phil with Bryson DeChambeau, a rookie to the Ryder Cup, in alternate shot. How is that gonna? How does that work on that stage when Phil already has a problem hitting fairways? And now you ruin a guy's confidence on the first day. On the first day. That's not team. That just isn't team. And that comes back to, you know, that's why as much as I love Jim Furyk, it really bothered me when he was like, (laughs) You know, I put Phil out in foursomes because Phil has so much experience in the Ryder Cup, and he's played in a bunch of these, and I know how bad he wants it, and I know what he's trying to do. What he's trying to do, I I understand. You know what? I'm trying to win Powerball, but guess what I ain't doing? Like, that doesn't mean I should keep putting $2 in all the time because I'm just throwing $2 into a well. Like, I'm not getting water out. There's no water at the bottom of the well. So, that's management. That's on management right there. Let's go now
0: to a couple of bullet points. We'll each give one. I'll give you, I'll give the topic and we can kind of decide. You can give your answer and and why your answer is. Let's go. First topic for the Americans biggest disappointment. Who and why?
1: Oh, man. Um, Biggest disappointment. I didn't see Tiger going 0 and 4, but I don't even think he would be the, like, my no, biggest disappointment. He's not mine. And the same, like, Phil's name. No, those
0: two to me were you were going to get what you got out of them. My biggest disappointment was Dustin Johnson, and it's not even close. When you get to trot in the world number one player who, when he's on his A game, maybe the only player as good as him, if not better, is Rory McIlroy. When you get that kind of athlete and that kind of player out there and he just doesn't show up, to me, like you need to go in there with, the I'm the best damn golfer in the world, and you're going to have to get through me to get to my guys. He didn't get it. He didn't change it. He didn't do anything. He didn't act like a world number one. He didn't play like a world number one. Justin Rose played like the world number one, save for a Sunday match. But Justin (laughs) Rose... Looked the part. Dustin Johnson didn't look like the world number one.
1: Hmm. I, okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Justin Rose is world number one. Um. But I. I mean, if you.
0: No, I think put, I think DJ took it back.
1: Oh, that, you're right. After, after East though. Lake, yep. you're exactly right. You're exactly right after East Lake, and and I think, and I was just gonna say, if you put Justin Rose against Dustin Johnson, um, ten different courses. Ten matches, head-to-head, stroke play, I would say Dustin's probably going to win eight of those. Maybe seven to eight of them. So, yeah, I agree with you on there. I, you know who my biggest disappointment was? Who I, It was, like, quiet through this whole time? Ricky. Yeah. Ricky yeah, played good. in four matches and made one point. That's really good. You're right. One point in four matches. And he's he's, like... He's almost as Mr America as Patrick Reed. He could be that Ricky could be that Ian
0: Poulter or that little energy source that we need. You're right. That's a good one.
1: I mean that I I never forget he he was the darling of Minnesota. At Team. he was the darling at Team because he was the one guy that was there at the time. Like him and Allison were just talking. They—I mean—they're engaged now. They're like power couple and fantastic. I love them both to death. I'm so happy they're all together. But I remember—I'll never forget that team picture where everyone else was kissing there.
0: Yeah, and he made that smirk. And, and that he was just either, the like... guy
1: standing in the middle. Yeah, it was eleven couples and Ricky in the middle shrugging his shoulders like, man, oh well, you know, someday I'll find love. And it was—that was so great. And. Uh, I, he did so much for that team that week in that team room. He, you know th- his performance was okay, but I I really thought that it was gonna be a week where he could kind of shine. Yeah, he was
0: so anonymous.
1: Yeah, and that just anonymous in Ricky Fowler doesn't make sense because he's the one that we see everybody dressing. All the kids are wearing Ricky Fowler, like they all got flat brim bruma hats. And they're all wearing orange because Ricky had golf tournaments and stuff. And over here, yeah, anonymous, that's a great word. So, I mean, I, I guess he would be the guy that made me kind of, man, That's I did not see that coming. No. And the fact that Sergio beat him like that. Oh. It's Sergio, I mean, Sergio couldn't
0: score at an executive course of late. I mean, he's been playing awful, and he flipped the switch when they needed to. Okay, those are our disappointments. Who was your biggest encourage- encouragement?
1: I think I was most encouraged by Justin Thomas. Mm-hmm. I loved his fire. Yep. I loved his fire. I loved what he brought. Um, my biggest surprise that gave me joy. Was Webb Simpson. Yep. As well. Um, what him and Bubba did, uh, Saturday afternoon. And then Saturday night before the morning, um, Webb's caddy, his wife, sent me a message on Twitter and said they're gonna do it tomorrow. And I thought to myself, come on, Justin Rose. If it was anyone other than Justin Rose, right. there's no, I don't know. And I even, I had put a video out predicting the match and predicting Justin Rose to win. And, um, and he looked to, great. to her credit, she was like, nope, you don't know. This is what's going down. And she was right. So Michelle Tesori. Paul Tesori's wife, Paul Tesori, caddy for Webb Simpson, Michelle Tesori, hats off to you. When I'm wrong, I'm saying I'm wrong, and I was wrong, and you were right. And your husband and your husband's boss showed a whole lot of gumption because, remember, that was the third match out. So there, there was a lot of pressure on Webb to put that point up for the Americans if they were going to have any kind of chance of a comeback. And the fact that Webb – Beat Rose, excuse me. Man, I feel like I've been drinking. <laughs> beat Rose, the way that he beat Justin Rose is is, is impressive for – because remember, Webb, Webb and Bubba, you know, did not play – they didn't play – well, Bubba keeps saying, we didn't play that bad the first day. We just got beat by a bunch of better guys. Well, you didn't play great either. So if you play good to great, then you, you at least square the match. We like,
0: saw Bubba on his Sunday. Half,
1: yeah. And Bubba, Bubba, the first thing when he came into the media before the – Ryder Cup even started was like everybody's tired and sick. Well, what do you think's gonna happen if that's what you say? Like if you say it and become it.
0: Yeah, quit Yeah, quit making excuses. That's ridiculous. <laughs> so I would say...
1: Everybody's tired and everybody's sick. Alright, so you're tired and you're sick. Well, we'll check you off the win list. Right, and so that's you're exactly mentally
0: checked out before you put a peg in the ground. I would say yeah. my biggest encouragement, I would agree Justin Thomas, Ryder Cup rookie, same with Tony Finau. I'd pair both of them together because it was their first time in this moment and they really showed up when we needed them to show up. I can't get an accurate assessment of Bryson DeChambeau because of the situation he was put in So I'd go Justin Thomas, Tony Finau is my biggest encouragement. And I'd say I'm I'm dead on with you. Webb Simpson, my biggest surprise. Webb, to me, is the kind of player that we need playing for the United States Ryder Cup team. A guy that's had a little bit of success here on tour. He's won a major. He's won the players. He's a nice player, but he's not a superstar. So he still has some of that modesty in him to kind of fit what we're looking for in a Ryder Cup.
1: And Webb's heart is very much all about others. I believe that's, that a lot, a lot of that has to do, all of it has to do with, he is very serious in his, um, Christian faith. And I would say because of that, it makes him an absolutely amazing teammate because he is, the the greatest word that you can use for Web Simpson and and I know he would take this as a huge compliment too, selflessness. Yep. And you need so, that. You need that. Yeah, All right. That's yeah, that's it. We we have awesome individuals. But the problem is Tiger never becomes Tiger if he's not selfish.
0: No, Tiger was trained to beat everybody around him.
1: Correct can't be your friend if I'm going to be whooping you behind right. and beating Jack. That's like, how Tiger, you guys are too good. So that's how Tiger
0: came out of the lab. He came out of the yeah. lab trying to destroy every opponent. Um, all right. Two more bullet points. We'll do one on this side. We'll do one on the other side. This side, it's going to be give me a grade for Jim Furick as captain. D. Yep. <laughs> it's exactly right. D. I can't tell you any. Like, it's exactly right. I don't. Know that he failed, he didn't Correct. succeed. I thought that he had a couple of spots, but overall, you you didn't pass, man. You didn't you didn't pass. Right.
1: Yeah, I can't say you failed because I will say our our just our outfits. They was badass. Yeah, I loved them. That's what I mean. So it's like, dude, you got Ralph Lauren, and we got banging golf bags. We didn't need the rain gear, but it was still sweet. Like and even. The poofy jackets and whatnot, like, when it got cold, everybody was everybody was dressed to the nines. So you got to A for clothing, I think. But then having to have – never forget. My wife had to take a – she had to take a course called critical conversation. Yep. And anytime that I see people that are scared to stand in, in front of somebody and look them in the eye and be like, hey – if you want to have this conversation, we gotta have. Let's have this conversation because nowadays, so many people are scared of. They call it confrontations, but it's not confrontation. It's not. What it is is it's telling somebody something that you know they don't want to hear, and you know you gotta say it to them. And people don't want to do that because we live in a world where nobody wants to hear the word no. So most of the time, when you go, "Hey, can you do this?" or oh, "Let me get back to you," and instead of just calling and saying "No, I can't do it," they just won't call. You know what I mean? They'll just avoid you. Like, the plague. Like, look, all you got to do is say, no, it's all right. Like, I maybe that's the everybody gets a trophy thing. I don't know. But I believe that Furick needed to have some serious critical conversations, and he just never did. And that, I also believe, has to do with the fact that we have, what, five vice captains? Yes. Like, that's too many cooks in the kitchen. If you're not – did we – Paul Azinger had it right with the way that he set up the pods. And, like, this is your crew. You're going to worry about these dudes, and that's it. So these are your guys, these are your guys, and these are your guys. We had, like, three four-man pods that was set up. And that's – it made it real easy. Yeah, made he,
0: it. When you're a leader and you're a captain, no is an acceptable answer. And I just don't think he said no enough. I think he said yes too many times. And at the end, I think that ended up getting us all right. Coming up next on Maddie and the Caddy, we've done our bullet points on that. The final one coming up next on how to fix it. How do we fix this going forward? That coming up next. Maddie and the Caddy is brought to you by JCPenney. Guys at JCPenney, you can find all the great looks whether you are in the office or on the go. Raise your game with collection by Michael Strahan. Or relax and look good on the weekend with MSX by Michael Strahan. Exclusively at JCPenney. JCPenney, style and value for all. How to fix it. Coming up next on Maddie and the Caddy. Welcome back, Ryder Cup. 2018, in the books, the Europeans with an absolute beatdown over the Americans in the United States to win back the Ryder Cup that we would worked so hard to get back in 2016. We have critiqued basically everything about going in. But, Collins, I'm not going to be one of those people that complain and give an opinion without a suggestion of how to fix it. I will give the, I will give the floor to you. How would you <laughs> fix
1: it? I just want to thank you for doing that because that drives me absolutely crazy. When we hear everybody about what's wrong and then you're like, OK, cool. So they're going to have a suggestion on how we can fix it. Right. What do you mean? You got to go. Now you're leaving. Right. Uh, oh, wait. You don't that like you don't help. like
0: politics. Did you vote? No. Well, then <laughs> quiet.
1: <laughs> yeah. We came up with the task force and we decided to do the way that we're doing things so that we could get a team and we don't have a team. And part of the problem with that is the four captains' picks. So the point of the four captains' pick is to pick who's playing good right now. So the argument, Phil Mickelson is a great example. The argument for Phil Mickelson was, well, he was ninth in the points. So how do you not pick him? Well, you don't pick him because he was playing like dog coming into the last few weeks. He wasn't showing you what you needed to be shown as a captain to justify getting a pick. And the reason that he was in that first group of three was because if he did what he did at the Tour Championship or the week before playing terrible, then what? You were going to have to leave him off the team. And how could you do that to Phil Mickelson? Well, you do that to Phil Mickelson because you want a great team. So in order to fix this, we have to have someone as a captain Who can be friend and yet still be captain at the same time. And what that means is you have to be a big enough, strong enough, and secure enough individual to tell people things they don't want to hear. That's right. There is not going to be – there's no task force that we can come up with that's going to say that's going to do something like that. We need – an individual who's captain who can lay the law down like Tom Watson, but not be a jerk like Tom Watson was. That's a very fine line. There's a, that's a Very fine. It's like that's why I say Herb Brooks. You got to people remember that Herb Brooks was hated by his guys for a long time, but he also understood if you hate me, you'll love each other. That doesn't work with golfers. That's a great theory for hockey. It doesn't work with golfers because Herb Brooks says that coach, you ain't got to see them dudes anymore. This dude who's captain, like Davis Love the third and whatnot. Now he's got his, his son out there. So he's out on the PGA tour and Drew's out trying to play on the PGA tour. And so you got to look at these guys and you got to face them all the time. And like, DL3 told me, like, some of those guys, they didn't talk to them for a while because they were mad. But you know what? You know what they do? They get over it. Right. They And if they don't get over it, then you got to be off the moon happy that they weren't on your team because if they don't get over it and don't understand why you had to do what you had to do, then they were going to be poisoned for your team anyway. So what we need to do to fix this is we need to make sure that the guys that we put on this team – are not guys that are playing for themselves or just for their one buddy. That when it comes down to it, when you walk into that locker room that says Team USA, that whoever the captain puts you with, not only do you say, I got you, Captain, I'm gonna do it, you go over to that guy and you say to that guy, Bro, me and you. ego and We at the bad door. boys today. We bad boys today, me and you. We didn't play yesterday. You know what, and for 51 weeks out of, or actually I should say for 101 weeks out, 102 weeks out of the year, like, I'm never going to dinner with you. My wife's not hanging out with your wife. The kids aren't going to play together. But you know what we're going to do for the next five hours? Me and you are going to put the Stars and Stripes on, and we playing bad boys. We ride together. We die together for this country. Period. Correct. And right now we don't have that. Put the Titleist away.
0: Put the Titleist Callaway. We're going to put on the same color and uniform today, and it's going to be USA. I think it's a great idea. A couple things on the captains' picks, and I'll get to how I fix it. Uh, first, our captains' picks had two points. Finau had both of them. He was two and one. Uh, Phil was zero and two. Cool. Tiger zero and four. Bryson zero and two. Europe. Ian Poulter captains' pick two and two. Stenson three and zero. Garcia three and one. Paul Casey won one and one. That's nine points to two points for the captain's picks. Here's how I would fix it. Two things. One, taking your captain's model, I would stop taking a captain that has so recently competed against and with these guys. I would go grab a guy like Andy North, who has not competed with any of these dudes, who's got no skin in the game, and all he is is someone who's won two U.S. Opens, and has been a part of the sport his entire life, he's more of a head coach figure than I think you're looking for. Jim Furick has too recently competed. I don't think you can have that. I've always thought that's a problem. Go get me a guy who hasn't been actively competitive for 10, 15, 20 years, but is still in the sport of golf, that can act more as an elder and act more as a coach than a captain. That's the I first just- thing.
1: S- Second thing. Tom Watson we had that with.
0: Yeah, no, and he didn't handle it well, and I think he ruined it going forward. I agree with you, but I think yeah. that that's going to be more of a model. It just don't handle it. I walked, Watson handled it. I think there's a way to do it. Number two, this yeah. is going to sound as kumbaya and stupid as it is, but that's where we are. I would identify the top 24 American golfers in the world based on ranking, skill, whatever metric you want to use. And you know what I would do for the next two years? Every three months, as schedule allows, I would get all 24 of them together at one of their clubs, Medalist, Seminole, find a club in California, Pelican Hill. I don't care what it is, where it is. Get these dudes together a few times a year, have them compete with each other, Play with each other. Hang out. Do whatever you have to do. So when it does come Ryder Cup time in 2020, this really isn't the first time collectively they've been together trying to play together for the greater good. Do it beforehand. If you're going to act like children and you're going to be all about yourself, fine. But three times a year and then the one week during the Ryder Cup – not make it about yourself because it was crystal clear watching this over the last three days it was like oh it's Ryder Cup week let's all get together no 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 no. get together before Ryder Cup week team building retreats that's it I don't know why why does find the because only trust falls just trust falls only 12 are gonna make it but find the 24 and you know what you can do if you're that captain within those meetings and those trust falls and those Kumbaya and playing with each other, you're going to identify of those 24, three of them that you didn't think had it in you to have a little piss and vinegar on them and win you a golf match.
1: Also, you're going to identify the guys that I don't care where they're ranked in the world, but when I have to make a captain's pick, that's where you're going to identify those guys. I agree. You're going to identify the guys to go when it when the chips are, when everything is up against it. And I need somebody in there who is going to be the ultimate. When I need a Webb Simpson, when I need the ultimate team guy who puts country before self when it comes to this event or team before self when it comes to this event, you're going to find those guys at a retreat like that. That's
0: right. And do it and start building camaraderie, and then when it comes down to the picks, make it difficult because you've been hanging out with 24 of these guys for the last two years, and you have to cut your roster down to 12. But I guarantee you, when you get those 24 guys together, you're going to find that 18 of them really, really want to be there, and it's going to make us better because it's going to mean something like to Paul Casey when he cried after he got his first Ryder Cup point in 13 years because it meant so much for him to be there. Mm -hmm. All right. We're gonna get you out of here. You've been in Paris all week. I know you're about to go on vacation. Uh, the rest of your Paris trip. I hope uh, it goes well. Have more, <laughs> have more croissant, <laughs> <laughs> and do and do whatever it is a French Michael Collins is gonna do.
1: Man, my I got two little dudes that over here. They the family got over here Saturday morning, and I said the first thing I said to them, listen. Don't go to sleep, all right? Whatever you do, don't go to sleep. Just go out, walk around, stay awake for as long as you can. All right, cool, we will. We're going to go upstairs, put everything down, and kind of get situated and whatnot. All right, I'm going to go grab some coffee. I went back upstairs they was out, Yeah, out. And I was like, see, this is the, man, I hope y'all didn't sleep too long. You're not going to sleep. Saturday night, everyone was asleep by 11.15 p.m. local time and I physically had to get them out of the beds at noon because I was like, listen, you guys want to come to the Ryder Cup and Daddy's got to go to work. The first tee is 10 minutes from now. we got to go. And if I would have let them sleep, they might still be sleeping. Yeah. They might have just slept all of Sunday. So they're going to be so jacked up to go walking around. But now when we came out to the golf course and walked around for a little bit, both of them were like, oh, Daddy, how come you didn't get a cart? I'm like, you guys understand we're walking to the top of the Eiffel Tower, right? So this consider this a practice.
0: Right. We're training.
1: Yeah. And then for food-wise, they went to a horrific Chinese buffet the oh, first night.
0: Oh, no. But, of
1: course, because they're embarrassed, both of them were like, that was the greatest Parisian, but they were like that was the best French Chinese food ever. It was, and I'm like that was horrible. It was terrible. (laughs) I had eaten there earlier in the week. It was terrible. And they were just them. The nine year old is saying, "All I want is crepes. That's it. I'm gonna eat more crepes." This I go cool. We I got a shop that makes crepes, famous for it. But when we get in town, and the eleven year old, he is all about macaroons. He's just. Fill me up with macaroons. It's all I need. If I got macaroons, I'm good. So, all right. The good news is, wifey's down for everything or anything and everything when it comes to food, which is fantastic. And so, you know me, I'm I'm gonna try anything. I think the only thing the fam won't eat is escargot.
0: That's fine, and I'm with them on that one. Don't need to be eating snails.
1: Some of the cheese over here, I'm trying to be. I'm trying to. You know me. I'm over mind. I'm gonna try anything. No. But there was one cheese that smelled like an outhouse. It smelled like what you think, what you would think. Take someone's foot that's been in the same socket. Take a homeless guy's foot and rub it down the crack of the butt of an offensive lineman after the game. And that's what the cheese would smell like, that combo. And they were like, oh, this is very...
0: No, oh, this is horrible. you don't even know what a treat yeah.
1: this is to get cheese like this, and I was like, "What a treat this is? What are you tort- This is a torturing device. This is not a treat." And they're like, "Oh no, no, the smell, yes, strong." I was like, "That's not strong. That's what we call stank. That's something past stink. That's like after stink is stank. That was stank." And mm, I don't think I can eat that. No, I'll just taste a little bit. No, oh, all right, you know what? And I tried it. And it did not taste as no. Yeah. It
0: did taste how you described it.
1: Yeah, kinda it was not as bad as it smelled, but that doesn't make it good. That doesn't make it okay. So Well, we look
0: forward to uh, your story time after your trip. And if you guys are downloading this and eating breakfast or lunch, our apologies for our foot <laughs> butt crack cheese, but it Sorry. is what it is. Hey, that's France, man. That's Paris. That's Maddie and the Caddy in the Nutshell. For the caddy, Michael Collins. I am the Maddie, Matt Berry. Download, subscribe, listen, rate, social media, have fun. When Michael comes back on the Queen Mary, we'll do more. We'll (laughs) talk about it. On to 2020. That's how we're going to look at this. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the download. Catch you next time on Maddie and the Caddy. See ya.
1: Thanks for listening to Maddie and the Caddy. Check out more great ESPN podcasts in the ESPN app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Maddie and the Caddy.